Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson, and let's just get right into it as we always do. This is our Monday morning discipleship segment, our Monday morning discipleship uh, segment. Uh, we apologize. We weren't able to be with you on last week. Uh, if you check out our uh, previous podcast, our Thankful Thursday podcast, you'll be able to see why we were, were not able to be on, on last week, but we thank God that we're uh, able to talk to you on this week. Uh, for our Monday morning discipleship segment. And what we're going to talk about very briefly, uh, four kinds of prayer for the Christian. And, and, and as we've talked about the last few weeks, we've been dealing with prayer, uh, on the Monday morning discipleship segment. And I've been dealing with segments from my book, The Power in Your Prayers. And let me do this very quickly. If you'd like to purchase a copy of this book, The Power in Your Prayers, it is just a $6 book, but we do believe that it will be a blessing to you. You can check out the uh, publishing website where you can purchase a copy. Publishing website is www.krjpublishing.com. Again, that's www dot krjpublishing.com. If you go there, you could order yourself a copy of this book. And we're going to give you that information again at the end of this week's podcast. But let's get into this four kinds of prayer for the Christian. And again, uh, this book I, I kind of did uh, as a study guide. I kind of I took it from some Bible classes that I had taught on prayer. And, and I, I thought it would uh, be beneficial to just combine it into a book that uh, we can take and we can use to teach on prayer from time to time. But I want to talk about this segment here. Uh, very quickly with the time that we have today, four kinds of prayer for the Christian. Now, um, I'm going to break these down. I'm going to read the uh, segments for you. But those four kinds of prayer that we outlined in the book, prayer of praise and thanksgiving, prayer of dedication, prayer of supplication, and intercession prayer. So again, a prayer of praise and thanksgiving, a prayer of dedication, prayer of supplication, and a prayer of intercession. And so we're going to talk about that today. Four kinds of prayer that the Christian should always be engaged in. And so when we think about uh, the specifics of prayer, I know we like to pray for certain things. Lord, uh, give me a better job. Lord, give me a marriage. Or Lord, uh, give me a nice car or whatever. But, but there are four things that we ought to always be engaged in as Christians when it comes down to prayer. And so we're going to talk about that very briefly today, and then we're going to move on out the way. Let me read uh, from the top of the page here. It says, when we go to God, we go for a variety of different reasons. However, all these reasons often fall into one of four categories. No matter what you're approaching God about, there should be a spirit of gratitude and appreciation, selflessness, awareness of your dependence on him, and a willingness to dedicate yourself to God beyond just asking for blessings. So again, even as I started off this segment, I'm talking about how we go to God. We talked in the last uh, Monday morning discipleship a couple of weeks ago about our posture when we pray. And so even at this moment, I'm saying, listen, all of these reasons that we go to God for, no matter what you're approaching him about, there should be a spirit of gratitude and appreciation, selflessness. We're going to talk about that, selflessness awareness of your dependence on him, right? And a willingness to dedicate yourself to God beyond just asking for things. So again, I want to make this clear uh, uh, how we go to church on Sunday, how we approach God in prayer. It shouldn't always be a situation where you're just asking for things. You ought to be trying to dedicate yourself to God. Lord, I'm going to dedicate myself to you. I'm not just going to come to you with my hands out, God. I'm not just going to come to you asking for stuff all the time. I'm here to dedicate myself to you. So let me look at that praise and thanksgiving piece first that we talked about. Praise and thanksgiving. Don't just go to God with your hands out. Go to God in times when your hands are already full. 
So this is what I said here. Praise him for being the awesome God that he is and thank him for being good to you. Even when things aren't their best, we always have something to be thankful for. That's a podcast we did for Thanksgiving, right? We said there's always something to be thankful for. There are things that God does for us on a regular basis that we don't deserve and could never earn. For this, we should be eternally grateful. When you go to God, you ought to just go to God sometimes and just say thank you. You know, when things are going well, because you all do realize that sometimes this is when we forget about God, when things are going well. Well, we've kind of gotten what we've asked for when, when things were not going well, right? When God turned that situation around, right? When God brought us into a higher place, when we were in a lower place, right? When he pulled us out of a valley and put us on a mountaintop, right? That those are the times that we sometimes forget about God. And so I'm, I'm stressing to you here that these are the times we ought to go to God and say, listen, things are going well, God. I just want, I just came to say thank you. I just stopped by to tell you thank you. Now, now let me make this point here. This just popped into my head here. Sometimes we'll thank God when he blesses us. And then we think that's enough. Well, I told him thank you when he blessed me. Now, I want to encourage you to say, I want to come back again, God, and tell you thank you. Because you keep on blessing me. The blessing that I thanked you for last week is still here. It's still a blessing. So I just want to let you know that I'm still appreciative of what you've done, God, right? And so this is what we think about this praise and thanksgiving. Tell God, thank you. Tell God, thank you for what he's done. And then as I, as I made mention in there, there are things that God does for us on a regular basis that we can neither earn nor deserve, and we ought to be grateful to God. So simply waking up in the morning, thank you, God, because, because contrary to popular belief, as I like to tell people, your alarm clock didn't wake you up this morning. Your alarm clock went off. God touched your hearing so that you could hear your alarm clock. He touched your mind so that your understanding was there. So you understood that there was an alarm clock going off and it's time for you to wake up. You opened your eyes and you were in your right mind. I'm praying that that's the case with you right now. And then as you sat up in your bed, you had the activities of your limbs, all these things that God had done for you. And he just did them. He just did them, right? So so let me move on. The, 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 we talked about the prayer, praise and thanksgiving. Prayer of dedication. As we said, dedicate yourself to God, not just asking God for things. Dedicate yourself. Let me read from there. Every day, the Christians should dedicate themselves to the service of the Lord. We don't serve God to get saved because salvation is a free gift that cannot be earned by man. We should serve God because we're saved. Know that it's one thing to be saved, but it's another thing to dedicate your living to Christ. And so again, we, we, we talk it all through your Bible, and I don't have time to get into all of that the Bible tells us, though, that you're not saved by your works. Grace saved you, right? If you believe in Jesus Christ, you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are saved. But once you become saved, you ought to live saved, right? So, so we get confused sometimes when people are doing things outside of their salvation, as I like to say, I'm saved, but I make a mistake and I say something I shouldn't say or do something I shouldn't do. And people will say things like, I thought you were saved. No, I'm still saved. I'm just acting outside of my new character. I'm making, I made a mistake right here. Right. And so again, there's a difference between being saved and living saved. Right. So we talked a few podcasts ago about the importance of like having a new members class. So that when people join the church and they understand that now that you join the church, you got to put in practice the beliefs. You can't just join the church, be saved, and all of a sudden you stop doing certain things. You've got to live saved, right? So even as we approach God in prayer, we should dedicate ourselves to service. 
Lord, I want to serve you each and every day. God, I'm going to get up and I'm going to try to figure out how to serve you. I'm going to try to figure out how to be the best Christian I can be. I'm going to try to figure out how to be that light that's sitting on the hill because the world ain't saved. And sometimes they need to see somebody that's saved and see somebody that's living saved, right? So again, we should serve God because we're saved. And, and, and it's one thing to be saved, but it's another thing to dedicate your living to being saved. So, so that's the prayer of dedication. We ought to pray a prayer, not just praise and thanksgiving, but also dedication. God, I'm going to dedicate myself to you. Let me move on to the third thing as we hurry along here. Prayer of supplication. Prayer of supplication. Let me read this. Pray when you're in need. This is a humble prayer before a mighty God that can and will answer your prayer. This prayer comes natural to the Christian because we know that we're dependent on God for everything and thus we're always in need. We need his provisions, his protection, his love, his comfort, and his spirit. This is a prayer, y'all, that should come easy to the Christian because if, if, if we're really in tune with what we believe, if we're really in tune with who we say God is and what we know God to be, then we come to understand that we always need. I need you every day, God. As I just outlined for you, as I lay down at night, God, I need you to get me up in the morning because I can't get up. I can't get up by myself. The Bible tells us, right? It's in him that we live and that we move and that we have our being. I can't get up without you in the morning, God. So I'm always in need. If I inhale right now, if you don't replace the next breath, God, then I'm out of here. I'm always in need, right? If I got a good job, Lord, I need you to help me keep the job. I need you to help the people down there to see my value. And then I need you to help me to go in here and do the job to the best of my ability each and every day. I need you every day, God. This prayer of supplication that we're supposed to give us to recognize that we always need God. We should never get so far wrong that we don't think that we need God anymore. As I just said to you a few minutes ago, sometimes when we're in that valley, we pray, but then we get to the mountaintop. We forget to go back and tell God again and again and again, thank you, God. And by the way, God, even though I'm on the mountain right now, I could be in the valley tomorrow. So I still need you, God. I need you on the mountain just like I need you in the valley, right? And so that prayer of supplication, it's a humble prayer. It's a prayer that says, I can't, I'm not doing all this by myself. I can't do all this by myself, God. I can't move these mountains by myself, God. I can't do all these things. I need you every step of the way, God. And that prayer of supplication is very important. Last thing, y'all, and then we're going to get out the way here. We've talked about the prayer of praise and thanksgiving, talked about the prayer of dedication, talked about the prayer of supplication, but this is important as well, y'all. Prayer of intercession. That fourth thing, we ought to, we ought to have a prayer of intercession about us as Christians. We ought to be willing to pray for one another. Now, I talked to you all last, the last podcast that we did, and I talked about the fact that people will say, touch and agree with me. Don't ask what it's for. And I said, you should always ask for it, what it's for, because you want to make sure that, that what we're asking God for is in his will. Right. But I said to you also that Christians ought to always be praying for everybody. I'm going to share a couple of scriptures with you before we get out of here today. But, but Christians ought to be praying for everybody, even if you're not praying in, in specifics. Lord, touch them. Lord, keep, keep them. Lord, cover them. Lord, change them if they need to be changed. Lord, change me if I need to be changed. Right. Prayer of intercession. Let me read this. Pray on behalf of someone else. Every time we go to God, it can't be all about what we want or need, what we want or need. Right. There are always some there are always people that are worse off than we are. Some of them don't know God and some of them do, but they have no idea how to approach him. 
God wants to know that we actually care about someone other than ourselves. He is moved to compassion by an act of intercessory prayer and will bless someone on behalf of your prayer. Y'all see that? Again, God wants to know that we care about people other than ourselves. So every time that you go on your knees, it shouldn't be all about you. Every time that you go on your knees, it shouldn't be all about what you want. And I'm going to say it like this too. You can, you can pray for your needs and then pray for somebody else's needs. But can I challenge you, child of God? Sometimes you ought to go on your knees specifically about somebody else's needs. I'm not even going to ask you about my stuff, God, because I saw my brother down the street and he's struggling right now. And, and by the way, God, seeing him struggle reminded me that I'm not doing as bad as I think I am. So I'm going to pray for him today. I'll pray for me later. I'm going to pray for my sister that seems to be going through right now. Because I, I realize that I'm in a better place than she is right now. So I'm going to pray for her right now. And so God wants to know that about you. Now, now two things I want to give you, and then we're going to get out of here. I'm going to give you a couple of uh, passages of scripture that kind of back up what I'm saying here um, so that you understand that God is, is interested in hearing from us about other people. First uh, Timothy chapter two, verse one, first Timothy chapter two, verse one, it says uh, King James version. It says, I exhort thee, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayer, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. God says, I want you to pray for everybody. I'm going to read that again. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. God says, pray for everybody. Let me be a little controversial here. Even if you don't like President Trump, God says, pray for him. Pray for, pray for everybody. So, so what does that mean when you say that? I'm glad y'all asked that question here. Why do I need to pray for everybody? Because Reverend Jackson, some folks, some folks don't like me. Some folks can't stand me. Some folks, I don't, I don't feel like saying anything to God about. Let me just make it plain here. Some people are my enemies, Reverend. So let me say it like this. Matthew chapter five, verse 44. Matthew five and 44 says, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you and watch this and pray for them, which despitefully use you and persecute you. So when God says pray for everybody, that includes your enemies. Pray for everybody. That prayer of intercession is not just for the people that you love. It's not just for your family, and your friends. It's not just for the people that you want to see do all right. Pray for everybody, even the people that are attacking you. God says pray for them. Why is that important? And again, I'm going to use this. This is going to be the last thing I'm going to say, and then we're going to get out of here. As I often tell people about Mr. Trump, um, if you're against Mr. Trump, as I often tell people, and I'm not a, I'm not a fan of, of Mr. Trump's policies. I'm going to be clear here. Um, but I always tell people, people say, you know, we got to do something about it. We got to get him out of there. And I always say to the church, I always say to the Christian, the first thing that we need to do is pray for Mr. Trump. And pray that God touches his heart. Why do I say that? Because if God changes him, you won't need to move him out of office. If God changes his heart, you won't have to move him out of office. He'll do better. Now, if he resists that, then we'll do the next thing. We'll, we'll vote and we'll move him out of office. But the primary responsibility for the Christian, the first thing, when people are evil, when people are mean, when people are mistreating us, the first thing that we're supposed to do is pray for them and sincerely pray for them. Because we've talked on these podcasts before. God knows your heart. 
God knows if you're really praying for them. God knows, as, as I said on the last one, be careful when people say, just, just, just pray with me. Don't ask what it's about. Listen, you could be holding hands with somebody that says, God, I want you to kill Mr. Trump. That ain't, that ain't a godly prayer. So you be careful when you just hold hands with folks and they say, don't ask me what it's about. Let's just pray. No, I need to know what it's about because I need to know what we, I need to know that we're in the will of God because if we're not in the will of God, not only will God have to deal with what we said, he'll have to deal with who we are. And so we've got to be careful. And so I'm going to end it right there because we're going to pick it up again uh, on our next go round. Uh, we talked about the four kinds of prayer for the Christian, four kinds of prayer for the Christian. We're going to pick up some more of this on the next go round. I pray that you all are enjoying uh, some of these excerpts from this book, The Power in Your Prayers. And let me give you our tag very quickly, and then we're going to get out the way here. If you'd like to keep up with the ministry, the ministry's website is www.krjministries.org. Again, that's www.krjministries.org. If you stop by there, we do believe that you will be blessed. Again, if you'd like to pick up a copy of this book or any of our other books, the best way to do that is to go to our publishing website. Publishing website is www.krjpublishing.com. Again, www.krjpublishing.com. Again, this book that we're dealing with, The Power in Your Prayers, is only a $6 book, but we do believe that the blessing is beyond $6. Amen? Amen. Listen, we also encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you might be listening. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, give us a like. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Uh, whatever you feel led to do, and we would definitely appreciate it. Always, as always, share it with your friends and family. Encourage somebody to check out the Purpose and Beyond podcast and let them know that it will be a blessing to them. That's all the time that we have for this particular edition. And we thank you all for stopping by and we will see you all on next time. Be blessed.